This is our people in Mother Earth on KWSO. Speak Thunder Bruce Berry is our guest today. He is a local artist who has recently returned to Warm Springs, and you may have noticed his stand along Highway 26. He talks about the places he grew up, his tribal ties, and the influence those things have held in the artwork he creates. I'm an enrolled tribal member of the Warm Springs Nations, and um, so my mom, she's from the Puyallup Nation. Uh, she's Puyallup, Sklalem, and Soxhawatl. Those are all Puget Sound tribes. My father, he's uh, Warm Springs, uh, Nakota Sioux from the Fort Belknap Indian Reservation, and that's where that Speak Thunder name comes from. And he's also Siletz from the Dowd family. My Indian name is Hluni. When I was a baby, my mom told me, she said, you never crawled anywhere. She said, you used to roll everywhere. So that name, it means like dizzy, you know, like when you're done rolling, spinning or whatever, you're dizzy. So that's how I got that Indian name. Basically, I grew up here in Warm Springs. Uh, while I was here, probably the first eight, nine years of my life, we, it was just all cattle, all horses, uh, the local rodeos would come up, and, and for us back then, it was no choice awards. We had to ride. <laughs> so um, I, I grew up, you know, really just riding, basically. Um, in those first years, I made it out to Tacoma, second grade. Uh, it's all coastal tribal art out there, you know, like totem poles and um, thunderbirds. And so uh, I saw this wolf design that's, that was in that uh, northwest style, uh, coastal form line. And uh, I thought it was amazing, and you know, and I was in second grade. I, I didn't even know how to trace or anything. I just looked at it and I drew it. And the staff, they were like, "Wow, you know, they're praising me." And I was like, "I just, you know, I just liked it." And so yeah, I, I did that drawing, and they were impressed, and they and they said, "You know what? We're going to put you in the gifted and talented program." And that was at Chief Leshai Schools. Yeah, and that was through the Puyallup Nation. And I've just been doing coastal art ever since, uh, and that was uh, 24 years ago, I think. So um, a lot of fellow artists, they said, hey, you know, if you've been doing this for over 20 years, then you're considered a master Salish artist. And I thought that was pretty awesome. I, I don't really like titles, but I'll throw it out there sometimes just to try to explain to people how long I've been doing it. But I, I just I love doing art. I love representing my culture. Uh, online, I represent myself as an inner tribal artist because of uh, my Plains side, my Warm Springs, Columbia River Plateau, coastal, you know. And so I've got like horses, you know, bronc rider designs. I and I I would come back home, and I would take my Jordans off, you know. I would take my my baseball cap off, and I'd trade them off for cowboy boots and and a hat, you know, a cowboy hat, and. Uh, so um, in high school, I came back and um, I rode bulls and saddle bronx and just I, I loved it. And you know, chasing cows, you know, all the way across the res, 30 mile rides. And like it, it was just the most amazing experience. And, and I incorporate all that stuff into my art. That's the gist of it um, as far as my art goes and the influence, I think, you know, from my people being a fisherman. I uh, love the Columbia River. Being on that water is such a good healing good medicine good for your bones good for your lungs and really just you know brings a lot of life back when you're having a hard time we are speaking with speak thunder bruce berry he is a local artist and describes himself as an intertribal artist because of the different styles and influence he incorporates into his work his career in the arts began more than 20 years ago and he talks about the most difficult thing he faced as an artist, and a dream that encouraged him to keep going. 
Uh, as far as my art career goes, I've been a full-time artist for about three years. Like money-wise, it's really well, but the biggest struggle I've had was, you know, I, I'm a believer in the creator, our creator, you know, and I believe talking to him, you know, and, and uh, singing our, our traditional Washit songs to him. I believe the creator and following him and not following the created you know, so uh, I had this internal battle and I, I felt like I was creating like these little idols for people to worship or something, you know, because some people are, are, you know, they take our culture out of context. Like th they think we have these gods. And far as I know, everywhere I've grew up coastal ways and, and uh, Warm Springs, Seven Drums, Washut, Shaker. I've traveled all over Indian country from Winnebago all the way to Red Lake, 16 communities in between, all tribal. I've never heard of any tribes having multiple gods or anything like that. But I was having my own conviction in my heart that, you know, I was influencing people, making them think that we were some like worshiping these multiple creatures and gods and I had a real conviction, you know, and I, I didn't want to misrepresent my culture, you know, and not only that, I did not want to disrespect my creator. This was the hardest part of my art career. I was really going to give it up because of this stuff, and I had a dream. We had a family member on my coastal side, my Puyallup, Soxawato side. He passed away, and I didn't make his funeral. I felt really bad. I said a prayer. I said, Creator God, I said, if you want me to keep doing art, I'll do it. I, but if you want me to stop, I said, I'll stop today. And um, I had a dream that I was at my uncle's funeral. All the pews are empty. Chairs are empty. There's a stage. My uncle, he was the speaker for our family. He said all the prayers before we ate. He was like uh, the forefront patriarch Indian way. He sang all the songs. He spoke at the funerals. The dream starts off. I'm sitting in this in the chairs, and his casket is up there. He's in it. And then there's a guy sitting in front of me. And then I'm kind of like, well, who's sitting in here with me, you know, at this empty funeral? And he turns around, and it's my uncle, the one who passed. And so he's up there in his in his casket, and he's also in front of me, and he turns around and he starts talking to me. He said, now I'm gone. He said, look up there. You see that podium? He said, there's no one there. He said, I'm back there. He said, but I'm gone now. You know, and it was just so surreal. And I'm like, I was so happy to see him. I was like, Uncle Sid, his name is Sid George. I was like, Uncle Sid, man, I, I miss you. You know, he he would always give me spiritual advice, and he was all, all about the creator. He was a shaker, you know, and he was a traditional man, a carver, and he always encouraged my art. And so uh, he was telling me all these things. I'm not here no more. You're going to have to be the one that's going to speak at the funerals. You're going to have to be the one to pray for our food. You're going to have to be the one to learn these songs and sing. You know, and I already knew most of our coastal songs, and I'm like, I said, I'm already doing it, Uncle, I'm already, you know, because I already just had a natural ability to speak and stuff, and so he told me all these beautiful things, and then at the end of the dream, there was a moment of silence, and he said, in your art, he said, do not stop doing your art. He said, your art is going to bring you places that you never thought you can go without it. He said, keep doing your art. He said, you're going to be able to talk to people who need God, who need the creator. Otherwise, you would never have been able to reach those people. He said, you're going to be used as a vessel in a good way like that. And I was just like, wow. I was like, man, all right, well, you know what? I'm going to keep doing it the best way I can with good intentions you know, and I'm not going to let this conviction overrun me and stop me from doing this. Speaked under Bruce Berry's first piece of artwork was a drawing of a wolf in second grade. 
He was put into a talented, gifted program after that and has been drawing ever since. I asked him what he recalled as the inspiration for that first drawing. I didn't feel like I really knew any artists or no one really encouraged me. I just thought it was so cool. Like, you know, I was a, I was a kid and it was a wolf, you know. To me, wolves were cool. Um, my grandfather on the Fort Belknap Indian Reservation, his name was uh, George Speak Thunder Berry, and he, uh, he had a pet wolf. When we went to go visit him one time in a, in a place, it's a really rural area called Lodge Bowl, and um, he, ha- he had a pet wolf, uh, and it was a puppy. And I remember being a boy playing with that wolf, tiny, maybe three, four years old. It was, it was a big puppy, and it was, like, knocking me around and stuff, but, uh, but I loved it. And so I guess I just had a connection to wolves and I, when I saw that wolf. And, so I, and I guess that, that was my biggest influence of drawing that first one. Speak under Bruce Berry is a member of the Warm Springs tribe and has lived in both Oregon and Washington since childhood. Today he is in Warm Springs to work toward goals he has for helping people on the reservation to be successful and self-sufficient. He shares some of his experience he's had in other areas that have inspired him. Uh, I've always been back and forth. I would say throughout my 35 years on this earth, it's pretty almost split even back and forth from Warm Springs and uh, the Puyallup Nation. I came back when I was a teenager. I graduated high school in Bend. I went to military school. I worked for the tribe here. We built a handful of houses on Bear Drive over in Greeley Heights. So I did a lot of carpentry. My father, Atwai Byron Berry, he was a carpenter. He built many of the homes in, in Wolf Point and Greeley Heights and back in the you know 70s and 80s and so um, I did that and then I did heavy heavy equipment in Tacoma and then I was studying to be an electrician at the Emerald Queen Casino which is the Puyallup Nation's latest gaming venture and it's huge and everybody didn't even know I wasn't enrolled there and that's how close I am in that community I'm the go-to artist for everybody's family crests and uh, memorials I mean all that stuff so I was working and I had a relative walking through the building while we were still building the new Emerald Queen and uh, she comes up and she was like you're an artist and I was like yeah of course you know and she's like we need people on the art board that are from here to put structural art in this building and this was about four years ago and so I continued my normal day job as an electrician trainee apprentice and then I helped install because my family there is super traditional one of the last traditional families there because it's uh, the reservation is within the city limits so there's a lot of old stories being lost and my uncle Sid gave me a bunch of old stories and so I was able to incorporate some of those and give advice and tell them what this meant and what that meant and uh, some of the old songs and, and old stories that are almost forgotten. And um, we incorporated a lot a lot of that into our art. And there was about five artists, and we put our art into the building on the outside, exterior, interior, separator panels inside of the restaurant. Uh, there was just so much amazing things that I got to incorporate. Speak Dunder Bruce Berry has found inspiration for his artwork in the places he spent his childhood and people who have impacted him. He has had opportunities to learn from other artists and wants to now share with others what he's learned. 
one of the artists, he said, I'm a full-time artist, you know, this is what I do. I learned how to vector images, which is you basically, you can blow up an image the size of a billboard and it won't lose resolution. Uh, I've learned some amazing things and, you know, I got really inspired by the full-time artist. He created the newest logo for the Puyallup Nation, Salmon. His name is Sean Peterson, and, you know, he, he's just a real inspiration. And I was like, man, you know, if he can do it, I can do it. And, you know, I've taken a shot at full-time art uh, before, and I did well. And uh, it's just, you know, native art, native food, native anything is in demand. And that's the whole reason why I came back here to Warm Springs. I had my own storefront at the waterfront, and I decided, I said, you know what? I'm going to go home. I'm going to set up a shop. I don't care if it's on the side of the road, which is literally where I'm at. I said, I'm going to teach my people how to be self-sustaining, how to make their own income off their craft, off their food. doesn't matter. Like I'm, I'm going to give them everything I've been learning and developing, and, and we're buying a house. And, you know, and, and it's all because of, of persistence and applying myself and, and being steady, spiritual, you know, and, and prayer, walking in prayer, walking in light, trying to be blameless and trying to do things the right way, you know, and, and it's all kind of works together. Barry carries the title Master Contemporary Salish Artist. However, his art often reflects all of his different tribal ties and the places close to his heart. The contemporary Salish style art so uh, traditionally it, it's called form line and uh, it's most famous up north in uh, alaska canada the haida people there's a certain way you have to do the shapes there's ovoid s-shaped t-shaped trigon uh, th there's these shapes that you can kind of bend and stretch and pull and, and kind of create your own design now if you do form line there's a set of rules you have to follow to make it official form line but the further south you go the more relaxed that gets and, and it's more like if, if I say I'm a coastal artist I'm, I'm basically saying yeah I use form line but it's contemporary style see and traditional form line I can do it's great I love it um, but like I said, I'm an inner tribal artist. I incorporate horses. You know, I incorporate like bull riding. I literally just rode a bull last week. And so I'm like, I need, you know, I want to put me in there. So it becomes a really like a inner tribal contemporary style that's based off a of form line. And I believe personally, and I hope someone hears this who kind of has looked into this, some of the petroglyphs on the Columbia River, there's one called they call it she who watches i'm pretty sure they moved it from where it was because it was being vandalized i'm not sure where they moved it but uh it, it, it looks like an owl it could be a raccoon it could be a bear creature you know um depending on the era i believe that that is the oldest form known form of a form line that exists in the world and i i believe that that stemmed out from here and made its way north and even south because the form line shapes go from southeast Alaska all along the coast all the way down to the Columbia River and down to Northern California. We all use the same shapes. We all have the same style. There's some languages as different as English to Chinese, but still, like uh, we all have, we all share that. And I, I really believe that it stemmed from the Columbia River originally, and I think it got more advanced as it worked its way out. Speak to under Bruce Berrios, an intertribal artist who has returned to Warm Springs with the goal of promoting food sovereignty and self-sufficiency in both tribal and non-tribal communities. 
he wants to encourage people to find success as he has. I, I had started to find success, you know, and I knew it was going to be a challenge in Warm Springs, but I had connected with some people down here like Westcat, Tenenawit, the art group. They literally use the She Who Watches design as their logo. I've been connecting and finding ways to, like, how can we generate income in Warm Springs? When I was a youth worker in high school, I worked under Sal Sami, and he would always talk about our economy. He would always talk about how we need to bring money into the reservation. And uh, there's a disclaimer. I was, like, literally homeless and, and poor in Warm Springs for many years. I, I was addicted to alcohol. I used to fight, and I, you know, and I used to, you know, go to rodeos and ride and, and go drink and then I would just wander around Warm Springs with nothing. And it was like there was a there was a spirit of poverty over me. I believed I couldn't have my own home. I believed I couldn't have my license. I believed I couldn't have a vehicle. My mission was, every day was to try to just find somewhere to sleep where they would let me drink, basically. you know. And, and that didn't even end until I was like 29 years old. And I'm 35 now, so I'm literally just starting. you know. And the clarity that comes with sobriety and all of that, and, and having a, a heart for my people, that's where my mission statement comes in. Now, I, I found a way to sustain myself and my family and, and be prosperous. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of organizations that are out there with their handout. Like, what grant could I get, you know, to do this and, and to do that? And I'm like, no, we need to know that we can tap into these vehicles. There's 12,000 vehicles go by Highway 26 every day. We need to tap into that and we need to generate income. We need to keep it on the reservation. Bitco Nation, Tiny Nation, the guy that's uh, funding me, he wants to fund other tribal members to build their own houses. He wants to build houses. And we have HUD 184 here now. Uh, we want to build economic infrastructure. We want to teach other tribal members and other entrepreneurs how to make money self-sustaining themselves. We just got five acres to start our homestead. We're going to put tiny homes and teepees on it. People in transition, coming out of treatment, people who are trying to get in the house, waiting for a house. We want to teach them how to run their own homestead. That is Speak Thunder Bruce Berry, an intertribal artist. Learn more about his art and other ventures at his website, speakthunderart.com. Thank you for listening to our people in Mother Earth. I'm Bob Medina for 91.9 FM KWSO.